the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following show is pre-recorded. Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. This is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Operations for 820 AM The Word. Well, I've got a dear, dear friend in studio today, and I'm so glad that she's back. And her name is Rebecca Pratt with Orphan Relief and Rescue. Rebecca, welcome back to the studio. Thank you. (laughs) So good to see you. Well, I told you as we were chatting about what we're going to talk about today that I'm going to have a very strange introduction to you. Because as you were talking about what you'd like to uh, share today, uh, I thought of a Seinfeld episode. Okay. All right. So you want to hear what that episode is? Yes, very curious. I don't know if if you're a Seinfeld uh, uh, fan or not, but uh, there was an episode where George decided he was going to be opposite George. In other words, whatever Mm. his intuition and his impulse was, he was going to do the opposite because (laughs) obviously for him... Whatever he had, whatever impulse he had was always wrong, right? Yeah. With George Costanza, and so uh, as you were talking to me today about uh, basically learning to live opposite of what our intuitions are, yes, uh, I thought of George Costanza in the Seinfeld episode because you had a scripture in Matthew chapter ten that uh, you were you were referring to, and I'd love for you to read for it so we can talk about this scripture. Yes, I was telling you that one of the greatest lessons that I've learned in my 23 years of mission work is that when I choose to give up my life for all that God is asking of me or prompting my heart to do, instead of losing my life, that's when I actually find it. And it's completely opposite than anything that the world feeds us. You know, they say, fight for what you you want and, you know, you have to go to the top and yet it's completely opposite in kingdom principles with the Lord. And the scripture, of course, that goes along with that is the Matthew ten thirty nine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. And that is what I have found over and over and over again, that truly when I surrender everything and just, in a sense, give up my own will and my own dreams, God resurrects a whole different thing that's even better and more grand than I could ever imagine. And I literally find my life in that process. And it's, it's, it's a bizarre thing because it's, it's the biggest struggle of, it's been the biggest struggle of my life to truly surrender and give up my life because I'm a very strong-willed person. Anybody who knows me knows I um, am very strong-willed and I have a hard time, uh, backing down if somebody is coming up, you know, head to head. And yet the Lord, when he comes head to head with us and asks us to do something and we truly say, okay, I'll do it. And we literally give up our will 
for what we thought we needed to do or wanted to do, then the Lord just brings these beautiful things to pass as we walk in surrender and just say yes to the Lord. And so, yeah, I, I'm in shock because I'm living this extraordinary life in partnership with the Lord um, along with, in my second book, Inspired to Live an Extraordinary Life Even Through Difficult Circumstances. I share a lot of those things, um, but my last chapter is that single most important truth that sar- you know, far surpasses any other truth that I have experienced is, is the the truth to give up give up <laughs> so what is it that we're giving up when you talk about mm-hmm. clinging to the two things and mm. and uh, what is it that that we have to give up when we're, we're thinking about that yeah for me it was um i didn't want to go to africa i i was very clear with my husband on things that i would and would not do in our married life and we both did want to go into missions at some point for a couple of years stint But I told him, you know, it will never be to the voodoo witchcraft areas. You know, I think it's very irresponsible to take your family to places like that where they can be cursed. And, you know, we have three kids and they were very young at that time. And, um, you know, in Africa was definitely out of the question because, you know, it's just I'm a I'm a very sanitary person. And, you know, all of the (laughs) germs and things like that, I I was not going to do. And so I had my list. My husband can tell you my list of what all my things were. And he literally said, you know, I just literally shut my mouth and a lot of times just prayed that God would change your mind if that was what he wanted us to do. And and God would hit me good. And it was usually, you know, at a church service or something where I was, you know, watching a video. Um, and one particular time it was uh, watching a Watch the Lamb video on an Easter service. And um, and I just started bawling, and I couldn't stop the tears, and the lights were down, and I was, like, embarrassed and thinking, oh, my gosh, my tears have to stop before the lights come on. I don't want people to see me cry. And, and the Lord just really gently spoke to my heart and said, you have not surrendered to me fully. And at that time, I felt that I was just a great Christian that had, you know, was raising our kids for the Lord and... Um, doing all the right things, going to church, um, helping my neighbor, you know. And the Lord said, um, you haven't surrendered, number one, missions. And then we, he wanted us to lead a, a marriage ministry training. And I was fighting that um, as well. And so, yeah, that Sunday is when I literally just said, okay, okay, I'll, I'll surrender for real. And... Um, and it was just this very emotional experience with the Lord at that time. And uh, it's the beginning. Yeah. Do you think that the Lord understand? I mean, that that uh, that list that you had talked to mm-hmm. your husband about, do you think yeah. the Lord understands where that list comes from and, and why we have that list, whatever it is yeah. in our lives that, yes. you know— uh, Obviously, he knows the list because, yeah. uh, you know, he made us and he knows everything yes. about us. He knows the, every hair on our head. So yes. obviously he knows the list that we have of the won't do, you know. Yeah, the list for me, I think, was fear-based. Everything that I said I would not do was fear-based. It was what I had fear that could come to harm my family, my children, myself, you know. 
So I had all these protection mechanisms around that by saying, I will never do this, 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 and this. Not realizing that um, that's not God's economy <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. And he shattered every single one of those horrific you know, fears that I had. He shattered them pretty big by plopping us in the middle of the voodoo capital of the world in Benin. And we are 30 minutes away from the largest child trafficking ring and 95% of the people practice voodoo and witchcraft. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to talk about that idea of how God then shatters and and works in your life. But let's just take a two-minute, three-minute pause because Mm -hmm. some people that are listening to you right now don't know who Rebecca Pratt is and they don't know who Orphan Relief and Rescue is. So let's let's do a three-minute plug for for Orphan Relief and Rescue. Yes. So Orphan Relief and Rescue, my husband and I founded that 13 years ago. We worked in Africa for two years on a hospital ship. And after our, our two years in Africa was up, we couldn't sleep at night because of all that God was showing us for these kids that needed help um, who were in abusive, um, deplorable conditions. So we went back to start Orphan Relief and Rescue to help the children that no one else was helping and the, the ones that we knew would die if we did not go back. So 13 years later, now we have rescued hundreds of children out of trafficking. We've brought children back from slavery We've helped hundreds of parents on our microfinance loan program so that they can provide for their families. They're the same parents that had sold at least one child into trafficking, um, mainly because they couldn't feed them all, and they would pick one to work for their own keep to provide for the family. So um, that's the world that we have um, said yes to with the Lord. And in the, the places where I thought I would never go, um, I've actually found um, the greatest joy and the greatest fulfillment and more than I could have ever imagined in this walk with the Lord. So. Well, let's talk about the process. You use the word shattered, but but yet when, when you say that, you were talking about an experience uh, in church where you were weeping and the Lord's presence came on you do you see that, or would you agree that when the Lord speaks to us, he's usually pretty gentle? Very gentle. You know, he doesn't force us to do anything. I knew I wasn't being forced to say yes, but I knew there was something deeper and better that the Lord had that I was holding him back hmm. from uh, bestowing upon me, honestly. And The tears really were a brokenness. You know, I love reading through the Psalms of David just pouring his heart out to the Lord. And a lot of it is just him being very real of his fears and (laughs) all the crazy things that, you know, people trying to kill him and and sicknesses and different things that he went through. And he just pours his heart out to the Lord. And and once he surrenders and, and gives it over to the Lord, then the next Psalms after those brokenness times are just reveling in the beauty of the Lord and singing of the beauty and the holiness and the majesty of the Lord. And that is really what I feel like for me, I I knew in my tears that I was holding back from God's highest in my life. And I didn't know fully what that looked like, but I knew I was holding it back. And so it was a, a point of saying, okay, I'll trust you. So it was more of a trust thing And then learning to give 
that surrender mode up to the Lord and just saying, I'll, I'll give up. I'll do whatever you say, and I'll, I'll trust you. I'll jump off the cliff, basically, mm. with you and trust that you're going to catch me. And, um, and that was the beginning of this, really a supernatural life began of watching the Lord do beautiful things through my life. You know, uh, I'm not sure why this image comes up, but <clears throat> my wife is a, a cat person, right? She's We've always <laughs> had cats throughout our life, and I've got— we have this cat now that absolutely loves me, mm. and you know, she's cho- she's chosen me. I've yeah. not chosen her. <laughs> and this cat, you know, she um, loves to lay down next to me, and she exposes her belly for, mm-hmm. so her belly can be rubbed. Yes, and that's a that's a real sign of any kind of an animal like that that is willing to be exposed on their on their belly side mm. that they're vulnerable yes. because uh, the defense mechanism for a wild animal obviously is they want to ex- they want to guard all of their yes. their vital organs right yes. and so this cat she just loves to be and it's interesting because when she exposes herself her her belly then she begins to find that comfort because she gets scratched and she loves it. And, you know, there's just that feeling that, yes. that she has. You can tell and she's purring and she's a very happy, satisfied cat. <laughs> and it's interesting that when we kind of expose our our bellies, if you will, yes. to the Lord and, and that vulnerability, yeah. the Lord is not going to, to harm us. No. He's going to provide a way to where we're going yeah. to find satisfaction yeah. in our lives and not and, yeah. and when we expose ourselves and say, Lord, I am vulnerable to this. I am afraid. I am yes. I am very concerned about sanitary conditions and the yeah. health of my family. But yeah. knowing that the Lord's going to protect us and guard us in that and yeah. in that we're going to find that satisfaction that only comes from him. Yeah. Yeah, and he is so gentle. He's not forcing it, but I think it's understanding really the character of God, like you said, that he's not going to, you know, harm us and and um, and hurt us. It's not that bad things won't happen to us, you know, mm-hmm. as we walk forward, because I share a lot of those things in the book as well. But God does cover us and protects us and walk, helps us walk through those difficult things, which in turn make us stronger for what he wants us to accomplish. And as we're talking about the opposites, if you will, it, the world is telling us such an opposite, such an opposite thing, isn't he? That hey, you need to brand yourself, you need to guard yourself, you need to watch out and and make sure that you know you're not going to get taken advantage of, and yep. that you know you're being naive yep. to think that if you do this, if you give up your rights to this, that you're going to be harmed or you're not going to be taken care of. It's yep. just the opposite of what the world. Is saying, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And when you step forward in faith and ask the Lord, you know, to just basically protect you and guide and direct you, He does show up in a supernatural way that you can't explain and you can't fathom unless you surrender and say yes. And that's where the beautiful life is unexplainable unless you walk through it. Yeah. Well, tell me some stories about as the Lord uh, challenged you w- with this idea of surrender. <clears throat> some of the, some of the stories of the people that have been touched by the ministry. Yeah. So we've been just going over testimonies with our staff. Uh, we do devotionals every Thursday on Zoom. You know, Liberia, Benin, uh, U.S. side, and. Um, 
So our country director, he shared his testimony two weeks ago and said that his father or his grandfather was the highest voodoo um, priest of his whole village, and he had the highest ranking power. And his father, uh, so Peter is his name, the country director, his father was raised in this voodoo witchcraft and was dedicated to the voodoo uh, practice, which is basically dedicated to Satan. And God miraculously saved his father through a Assembly of God pastor in the area who showed him the almighty, powerful God, poured holy water on his um, all his voodoo shrines, and the voodoo shrines over a 24-hour period all cracked. Mm. And he went back to the pastor and said, what kind of power are you carrying? Because this has never happened before. And the Assembly of God pastor led him to the Lord and said, we serve the most powerful God who created us. And so Peter... Uh, is the son of this man, and he has planted a church and planted three other churches, and it's just incredible. But I was like, gosh, Peter, you broke the cycle of that voodoo and witchcraft and where your lineage was dedicated really to Satan. You've broken all that, and now you're sharing Jesus with everybody. And, of course, he's our country director. where He's at the forefront of rescuing hundreds of kids from trafficking and all these parents are coming to Jesus and all this stuff. And then our second uh, woman in charge, she's over the microfinance, and her direct mother was the highest-ranking voodoo priestess of her village and dedicated her to Satan. And um, and she um, said when she was uh, a grown woman, she decided to be a Muslim because all her friends were Muslim. And then uh, she had somebody witness to her about Jesus, and she ended up accepting the Lord um, through numerous circumstances. But she's an incredible Jesus lover. But the cool thing is, is they all aren't afraid of the voodoo and witchcraft because they know what they came from, and they know that you're stuck in it, in the cycle of fear, practicing it because of fear. And they are all just bringing just hundreds of people to Jesus by loving them into the kingdom and just sharing about the most powerful God. And, uh, of course, they tell them to bring all their sick people to them, and they're praying for them, and they're getting you know healed, and people are seeing the miraculous. That's a lot of how they come to Jesus is through seeing that this is the most powerful God in the universe. But um, it's, it's humbling to, to realize the people that God has placed in our path, and I'm just now hearing the details of their testimony years later. You know, I knew their conversion experience, but I didn't even ask, you know, about their parents and grandparents, you know, and here they came from right. just crazy places. And, yeah, it's it's incredible. You know, the question I wrote down <clears throat> as you were sharing just a few minutes earlier, and um, I know you probably can't give this answer fully because— <laughs> Uh, it's basically this, what would have happened if you had not said yes? Mm. You know, would God have provided another person? Uh, Possibly, Mm. you know. But when you share these Mm. stories, you think about when when you were shedding those tears and and surrendering, Mm. you know, in that church service and saying, okay, Lord, um, you know, uh, I'm going to... I'm going to do the opposite. I'm yeah. going to I'm going to trust you in this. Yeah. 
you you think what would have happened if I said no? You know, yeah. for your own personal life and your life of your family, yeah. and then all the people that you've been able to touch throughout all these mm. years, if you uh. had said no, you mm. know, and and yeah. so we miss so oftentimes we miss the extraordinary things of life when yeah. we say no. Yeah, and the Lord's still going to love us. He's yeah. still going to be with us, and His yeah. presence going to be there. But yeah. the 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 really cool things mm. of life and the, the life-impacting things are happening when we surrender, yeah. when we do die to ourselves. Isn't that so? Yeah, that's a, you know, that's a humbling thought. And tears are streaming down my face right now as you're talking because it's very sobering to realize that I say from a simple yes, a simple surrender, that God could do such extraordinary things. But that's the God that we serve. We serve this extraordinary God, and and God is just waiting for his people to say yes so that he can do these crazy, amazing things through our life and setting people free. And it's it's humbling and it's sobering, and, um, and it's honestly shocking to think that had I stayed in my stubbornness and and said no, um, countless people— would probably not have heard about this incredible Jesus yeah. that we serve. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as I'm thinking about that, Rebecca, and I think the Lord's just challenging me and just to share the the fact that there may be people who are listening who had that point in their life and they did say no, and they're mm-hmm. feeling pretty guilty about it. Yeah. And um, the reality is, is that the Lord, even in that circumstance— wants you to respond with a yes now yes what you understand now it may have been uh two months ago it could have been 25 years ago where you where where that person said no but yet our god is a loving god and a redeeming god and he he gives us the ability at any time in our lives to say yes and he will do his good work at that time yeah, he's such a redeemer, a restorer, and a rescuer. Hmm. And in every aspect of our life and the lives of those in front of us. And uh, yeah, it's never too late. It never is. Yeah. Well, we've got about two minutes left. And I'd just hmm. love for you to wrap up with another story or just another thought as we've been talking about surrender, as we've been talking about saying yes and not saying no hmm. uh, and uh, to the Lord. And uh, I'd just love yeah. you to wrap us up. Yeah, there's so many scriptures um, that I could read. But one thing, my dad, um, when he was called into missions, I'm a missionary kid, he was in a church service and he heard a guest speaker that said, if your faith isn't costing us something, then it's not worth very much. And he says he couldn't shake that when he left. And he thought, my faith isn't costing me anything. I'm pretty comfortable. And that's the way I was before. And he said he, at that time, just decided to surrender himself to the Lord. And he went 17 years into Mexico and, um, yeah, just raised five kids. I was one of them and dragged mm-hmm. us through Mexico as a missionary kid, seeing, <laughs> seeing the power of God, you know, transform people's lives. And, um, and that's what each of us, you know, is, is our faith costing us anything? And if it isn't, then it's not worth very much. And, um, yeah, so that's that's something that stuck with me as I grew up. Mm-hmm. And um, 
But yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing to follow the Lord. It's an adventure. I think the there's a scripture in Psalm that says, I will not offer to the Lord that which costs me nothing. Mm. And I think that is the idea of yeah. sacrifice, isn't it? Yeah. That, you know, yeah. it's not a sacrifice if it doesn't cost you anything, yeah. you know? Yeah. And the the idea is, is in that sacrifice, the Lord is... is uh, is willing to use uh, whatever it is that you're sacrificing for his glory and for his honor. Yes, for sure. Well, if somebody wants to find out more about Orphan Relief and Rescue, again, we've got about 45 seconds. Just let us know how they can reach out to you. Yeah, you can go to our website at orphanreliefandrescue.org, all one word, lowercase. Um, They can go to my personal website, Rebecca M, for stands for Marie, Pratt.com. And yeah. Reach out. <laughs> well, Rebecca, I want to thank you for sharing the word today. <clears throat> and that word is surrender. And uh, and uh, I appreciate uh, our friendship. I appreciate your good word, the good mm-hmm. work, the extraordinary life that you're living and encouraging others to do the same. Sweet. Thank you, Chuck. God bless. been listening to this 820 AM, the word special heart of the city. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on 820 AM, the word call Chuck Olmstead 206-269-6216 or go to thewordseattle.com.